Hello and welcome back to BoJack Horsepod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Zoe's and Zelda's. I'm Kirsten McInnes and I'm joined as always by Lindsay Wilson. What's up, Lindsay? Not too much. This is really exciting. I feel like we are in like real BoJack time. I had a bunch of people tell me this is the episode they recommend to people that they don't think will like the first couple episodes and say like, just start here. This is where it gets good. I understand that take, but if I had started with this episode, so I think I would have just like <laughs> developed clinical depression and given up on everything. That too. This is a very, very dark episode. And it's like, I knew what was coming. I've seen it before. I know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. But the la- like the last scene of this episode is just so dark. It's incredibly gutting and really sad. And honestly, the everything with the rock opera and the video game, I thought all of that happened much later. And I think what we're learning is that everything happens way earlier than we remembered. Yeah, because I, f- I feel like if you had asked me what season this happened in, I would have said three. Yeah, I certainly would have said probably like late season two, mid season two, but not episode four. But that's Bojack does not wait. Bojack uh, hits you in the gut (laughs) every single time. Immediately. (laughs) But you know what? It's a good episode and we get a little bit more insight on on Bojack's character. Mm -hmm. So the episode starts. And it starts with a little bit more BoJack history. Now, was there any text over the screen to indicate of when this happened? Because, again, I can't see. <laughs> not that I noted, but I, I did find that so funny. I was thinking about that. Like, oh, Kirsten's not going to be able to read this. <laughs> it's, yeah, actually, I, I don't know how to read at all. So my my notes are actually just, you know, like wingdings. And I've just chosen the symbols that represent things. You're like, Wayne, you've just been mashing the keyboard for the last four episodes. <laughs> That's right. I just mashed the keyboard. That's how I get through this life. You're faking it very well. Oh, thank you. Aww. So we find out that Bojack started out doing stand-up comedy mm-hmm. at a place called The Laugh Shack. <laughs> He's so bad. He's just so tragically terrible at stand-up. He's like, they asked me, why the long face? And I said, I can't help it. Because I'm a horse? Get it? Horses have long faces? Do you get it? You get it, right? You get it. (laughs) And he's like, okay, but what about like this other joke? Did you not get it? Blah, blah, blah. And then a little uh, heckler in the audience goes, keep this up and all we'll be getting is our money back. Much better than all of Bojack's jokes. Yeah, Bojack's thing is like, what about the Rock Hudson stuff? Which is like, yikes, this is very, very dated humor. And it's so bad. He's just like, but you got that one though, right? He's, yeah, just the concept of people getting his jokes Mm -hmm. is, is all he needs. And... So after the show, he's just sitting at the bar and Bojack is like, I don't know, like tight, straight laced, Mm -hmm. like in a suit, like very neat and tidy. And the heckler comes and wants to buy him a drink and teach him about stand up because he has been doing stand up for one year. So he's going to help out the little guy. (laughs) Yeah. And Bojack, very tough look here where this guy who has heckled him comes up to talk to him and Bojack goes, get cancer. He goes, get cancer, jerkwad, which I think is funnier than any joke that he said in his stand-up set. Definitely, yes. But it becomes very dark very fast as we find out that this man was Herb Kazaz, Mm -hmm. who we just found out has ass cancer in the last episode so it's it's a bit much yeah it probably shouldn't tell people to get cancer probably never and especially here it's just like oh dear god this is so dark so bad this is like just the only thing we know about this guy is that he has cancer and that he bought bojack his first drink which (laughs) is not not a great thing you know not a good claim to fame yeah exactly yeah when bojack is offered a drink he's like oh yeah i actually don't drink and you're like oh my god how did this happen And then we get the flash forward to Bojack, who is drinking in the daytime because he is an alcoholic and he's like tripping all over Todd's stuff. And it's 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 basically just setting up that Bojack hates having Todd in his house and needs Todd to clean up his stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. And Todd is like, how am I supposed to clean up my stuff when you won't give me any closet space? And I said, like, clearly, even after his performance in the last episode, he has still not earned the guest room. Oh, yeah, no, you have to do a lot more to earn the guest room. Uh, I actually think that Bojack should have given him the guest room at the end of this episode. True, yeah. He ends up giving him some closet space. That doesn't seem like a lot. Well, and how has Todd been living with no closet space for five years? Yeah, this is wild. I would rather die. (laughs) Yeah. What's your closet situation 
where you are now. Okay, so my en- the entry of my apartment is like a somewhat longish hallway, and basically the whole length of the hallway is a closet. So it's like my coat closet and my main closet are one mm-hmm. giant closet. But it's huge, and it has mirrored doors, so I can Whoa. take mirror selfies. That's sweet. So, What about you? What's, what's your closet situation? So this apartment is kind of weird, and it came with this like enormous like wardrobe thing that is like larger than any I have ever seen. (laughs) It takes up like a large portion of the room. But in the bedroom that I am in, it does have these sweet like built in shelves in the closet. And I have morphed them into a standing desk. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you a secret about that wardrobe. Yes. Your apartment did not come with that wardrobe. (laughs) Some tenant left that behind and it would be too expensive for the landlord to remove. That is entirely possible. But so when we got here, there were several items that I was like, what can we do with these? These are ridiculous. So that wardrobe, like you make a good point. There is no conceivable way that we could ever get rid of it. But the apartment also featured a weird like full-sized cow skin rug and I was like what the hell are we supposed to do with this who thought this was a good idea and apparently the landlord is deeply attached to it and we're not allowed to throw it away so it's just like hidden in a closet actually those rugs are very expensive Uh, where I was working in Calgary was like a luxury rental building and one of the show suites was staged with one of those rugs yeah it's deeply unsettling (laughs) I do not like it so it is hidden in a closet Okay, so you just hid it in the closet. I was going to say, do you, like, have it in your home every day? (laughs) Wait, if the landlord likes it so much, why don't they take it? That's a great question, and I would love for them to answer that. (laughs) Oh, well, I I think you should should take the cowskin rug out and just, like, set it free. Use it in your home. (laughs) Set it free. Yeah, maybe. I'll think about it. I I just feel like maybe that could be, like, a vibe. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of, like, farmland in New Brunswick. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like I have like more experience being around cows and yet I am deeply unsettled with this like weird cow facsimile. Well, I mean, I think that you would mostly have experience being around alive cows. Yeah, not so flat. So not, much. Yeah, not so flat. Um, this is completely unrelated, but you just reminded <laughs> me of it, so I'm gonna say it anyways. So in Calgary, there's all these like cow statues that are like they're all the statues all identical, but then they're all painted differently, like different artists Mm -hmm. painted them. And it was for some kind of fundraiser at at some point. But like a large number of them ended up at like the Central Parkade in downtown Calgary. Mm -hmm. And at my last job, I would get to walk past them all to go to the bank to take deposits in. And every single time I would take a picture of one of the cows and then like Snapchat it to my friends being like, art! (laughs) And all exclamation points. Like I've probably sent Natalie Franklin like at least 10 of them. (laughs) Art! Uh, Yeah, I think that mailing list was like Natalie Franklin and Colin Stone. And I would be like, art and it was just like these cows it's like a cow painted with like the a starry night on the cow that's incredible were they appropriately impressed with your art every single time i mean they at least pretended to be good i don't think anyone got mad at me about it but that was like my one sadness is that parkade never opened up again like during covid before i moved so i didn't get to go say goodbye to the cows oh no one last Um, art shot right so next time i'm in calgary basically i'm gonna go take a picture with every single cow (laughs) that's Uh, a good idea get some closure so that i could post them on my instagram i'll like post one cow a month or something (laughs) (laughs) so what normal people think about right (laughs) (laughs) so okay getting into the actual meat of the episode (laughs) i'm not talking about closets and cows (laughs) So they are at the roast of Gloria Steinem? Yeah, this was shocking to me, but very funny. I didn't even track, like, any of the jokes that we heard because I was so floored. Yeah. yeah. That, like, A, this is happening, and B, Bojack is there. Yeah, like, it's a bit of a weird mix, and it's not really explained why all these people are here, I don't think. Like, it's Princess Caroline, and Mr. Peanut Butter, and Diane, and Todd, and Bojack, and they're all at this roast of Gloria Steinem. With, don't forget, Wayne from BuzzFeed. Yeah, who's Wayne? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Yeah, so Wayne is Diane's ex, who works for BuzzFeed, uh, and is writing an article about Mr. Peanut Butter, and 
Bojack is like, whatever, your article's gonna be stuck between, like, an image of cats and then 10 fun facts about Legally Blonde. <laughs> and I would love that article on fun facts about Legally Blonde. I thought that was so funny. I was like, oh my god, this is just for us. <laughs> like, we're famously a very pro-Legally Blonde podcast. Oh, thank god that you're also pro-Legally Blonde. Oh my god, so pro. Remember uh, we had that conversation uh, eating cake in the bath while watching Legally Blonde and you have to aspire oh. to that? We did talk about that. Wow. (laughs) You have a brain that works, though. That's the difference between you and I. Well, you say that, but I was thinking today. So I have the advantage of the fact that I edit the podcast, so I get to listen to it again, so I know kind of what we said. But like, by the time I edit it, I have no idea what we said. Like, we do this, and I instantly forget everything that we said. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at for every (laughs) podcast I do. Like, every once in a while, if I think I've said something particularly funny, like, that'll stick with me but like what other people say doesn't stick with me (laughs) and what I say largely doesn't stick with me it's only when I like have an ego about thinking I'm hilarious then I'll remember well so like as we discussed I really like going back over all of my funny moments with people and they don't love that but I also always remember funny things other people said uh like last week I was bringing you some of your funnier lines like we must go through the funny things you said on Renav (laughs) and you were like sorry if you don't want to do this and I was like no 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 please please continue this I would love to know (laughs) so basically they're at this this roast and it's just to get the setup of are you a Zoe or a Zelda Mm -hmm. which is from Mr. Peanut Butter's house because the main difference between Horsin' Around and Mr. Peanut Butter's house is that uh, Mr. Peanut Butter adopts words don't feel real anymore Mr. (laughs) Peanut Butter adopts twin sisters Zoe and Zelda Zoe is like dark and cynical and like sees the worst in things and Zelda sunny and fun and Mm -hmm. sees the best in things (laughs) and Wayne has the theory that every single person is a Zoe or a Zelda and Bojack's response is I think I'm above this yes I love that I think I'm above this (laughs) which is so good and then calls Todd the third kind of person and then basically calls him a parasite yeah, it's very tragic. I do also want to mention my favorite one of these, like, everyone's a Zoe or a Zelda. My favorite one is when he says, like, Zoe and Emily Deschanel, Zoe's a Zelda and Emily's a Zoe. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I thought you were going to say, like, your favorite way to categorize things. I was going to be like, oh. obviously, super sandwich. Come on. <laughs> super sandwich. Everything's a super sandwich. It is superior to Zoe or Zelda. Uh, but yeah, that was really good. I was like, no, Zoe's a, a yeah, so Zoe, as Akiva would say. Yes, Zoe. I mean, they do spell Zoe weird. It is. Yeah, it's it's strange. Like it's it's unconventional. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a nicer way of putting it. So when Bojack calls Todd a parasite, Todd goes off on like a little like monologue about how he's bad at everything. Yeah, it's really sad. He's like, I don't have a job. I don't have any prospects. But then he mentions that he's like also working on a rock opera that he will probably never finish. And then Bojack's response is, you see, you say something to someone enough, eventually they internalize it. The system works. <laughs> yeah, and he like mocks Todd for having a rock opera. And he's like, what does that even mean? He's like, no, wait. <laughs> like now he has to hear what it is. Yeah. So then they go back to Bojack's house and Todd performs the entire rock opera for them. Mm-hmm. He calls it Newtopia Rising, book one, the search for a new utopia. <laughs> Such a good name. <laughs> if we were podcasting, it would be like, new podia rising (laughs) podcastia rising (laughs) yeah that's much better that's much better so at the end of this rock opera bojack hates it so much and he says it is worse than 100 september 11th so bad bojack's analogies in this episode are like shockingly shocking (laughs) it's like pretty much everything bojack says in this episode is like you go into a vortex of darkness and (laughs) sadness it's so bad although uh, did you notice on the cut screen where it says one rock opera later were you able to read that it was large enough to read but did i clock what it said no i did not clock what it said (laughs) i just like measuring time that way (laughs) well and that's the thing is at this point we know it's one rock opera later but later on we find out it is five hours long (laughs) Which gives you a little bit more context. And also, like, it doesn't matter how good something is, it's going to seem real bad at the end of five hours. That's horrible. Well, how many Bojack Horse Pods make five hours? Like five. (laughs) So once we've released five episodes, someone can tell us if it's good or bad. (laughs) 
You have to listen to them all at once. No yeah, breaks. listen to them all in a row, no breaks, and then tell us how it is. <laughs> so yeah, basically the, the meat of this episode is this rock opera because Diane calls out that Bojack never helps Todd. He lets Todd stay because he's afraid to be alone, mm-hmm. accuses him of always clipping Todd's wings, and then that really like gets under Bojack's skin. And yeah. he's like, fine, I'll help you, Todd. Yeah, he's like pretending that by letting Todd stay there rent free, he's like, oh, I'm already basically like the mother Teresa to Todd. And then Diane very astutely is like, yeah, no, that's for you, not him. And so he's like, fine, I'll help you with your dumbass rock opera. <laughs> I f- okay, I feel like Diane has spent what like two weeks with Bojack and she already like just fully understands all of his motivations and mm-hmm. why he is the way he is I feel like that's not super realistic yeah I also think like I think it's interesting that we kind of clocked last week the fact that up to now Diane really doesn't have much of a personality beyond she's just being Bojack's moral compass and I feel like now that we've pointed that out I'm extra aware of it especially in this episode well and another part of that too that is really like disappointing point I don't know if disappointing is even the right word is it's like they've put Diane in as like the one non-white person although played by a white person which Mm -hmm. again horrible decision making to everyone involved and then they make her role to be the moral compass yeah and to not have like her own storyline at this time and it's like what were they thinking like really you couldn't think of any other way to have like a moral compass in the show than to be like oh look this one non-white person is the moral compass like really yeah like it reminds me a lot there's like a web show or something that was called dr horrible sing-along blog and one of the songs neil patrick harris yes exactly yeah so one of the songs that they did when they did the like commentary of making this they did a song called nobody's asian in the movies and it was one of the asian writers talking about all the tropes of like asian characters and she talked one of them she talks about is basically like having you know like the sage person who's giving you advice and i feel like there is unfortunately quite a bit of this going on with diane yeah like that's all that she is at this point and it's really not a good look especially to like looking at things from a a 2021 lens too it's like extra not good Mm -hmm. but i still feel like that wasn't good at the time i like this is not an old show yeah like this is a show that came out in a time when it should have known better yeah when we talk about like how has this show aged it's like how has it aged in the last six or seven years yeah like it's not like oh this is from 1983 (laughs) yeah we can give it a pass because it's from the 50s I still don't want to give things from the 50s a pass. No. <laughs> also, people who are like, oh, I wish I lived in the 50s need yeah, get therapy. out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Take that takeaway. Like, literally, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go straight to therapy. Straight to therapy. <laughs> Greatest generation. Oh, no. Oh, that's so oh god Ugh, i can't get into the greatest generation now we don't we don't have time <laughs> it's just gonna be us like ranting about all our problems with society <laughs> just like the article my like boomer uncle shared recently about how people now aren't poor they're just ungrateful and they don't realize how lucky they are to live where they live in the time that they live and i was oh like my god. you could pay for university with a part-time job in the summer you have no idea what it's like to be poor <laughs> go away i was ranting about how it's like totally unrealistic for people of our age to expect to own a home at this point and i got so much pushback on that of like yeah but you could if you wanted to like it's an investment i was like do you realize how, how many of us what? cannot cobble together a down payment let alone a mortgage payment i'm pretty sure i couldn't get approved for an overdraft let alone a mortgage are you kidding me right now Ugh, i just hate olds they just don't get it (laughs) it's like yeah it's wild how everything has inflated except for wages Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. how that works kevin Somehow we did it. We ended up opening this can of worms. Yeah. Anyways, I went there anyways. <laughs> and I'm so anyways, back to the episode. Yeah, I'm sure can, people people can guess our opinions on literally all of these yeah, subjects. It's you fine. Can, you can cut all of that out. Never. <laughs> so yeah, Bojack has offered to mentor Todd in his art. Todd is like, are you dying? Like, I don't understand why you're being nice to me. <laughs> oh my god there's such a tragic moment here from Todd where he's like is this going to be like that time you said you were going to take me ice skating and then you went to a strip club instead and you ended up taking the strippers ice skating <laughs> like no it's not going to be like that. <laughs> that and there's two of those moments in yeah. this episode <laughs> no <laughs> 
so then we we get scenes of like Bojack working with Todd and Bojack's notes are always just like oh that's bad and then Todd goes to like make it better and it's there's like this weird section where Bojack helping Todd is like intercut with Bojack having sex with Princess Carolyn yeah it's very weird Um, (laughs) and like so the first one of those is Bojack and the and Princess Carolyn are having sex Bojack goes are you close Princess Carolyn says no Bojack says, how about now? She says, you aren't even inside of me. (laughs) He finishes and then goes, but did you get there? (laughs) Like, Bojack is clearly terrible in bed. I think that is the lesson. Yeah, he's very obviously very bad at sex. He doesn't even know when he's actually having sex or not. (laughs) And then the second sex scene, Bojack is having sex with nobody. Mm -hmm. Princess Carolyn, like, pops her head in from the bathroom being like, no, this is not doing it for me. Yeah, like that one other time that we have seen him, I guess we saw him with Sarah Lynn and that was gross. But in that like first or second episode when he's with that girl, he like stops her to like watch himself on TV. It's like, you're clearly terrible at this. Just stop. Oh, yeah. That's good comedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, he's I feel terrible. like call Ali Lasher. We've got to start running trails. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so he actually helps Todd and the, the rock opera starts getting good. Mm hmm. Then we get the second, like, Bo- so Bojack's like, let's go for lunch. Mm-hmm. And Todd's like, this is going to be like that time when you said we go for lunch. And you went to a strip club. And then you got had strippers for lunch. Yeah. And it was my birthday. It's so bad. Uh, we get another one of the, like, really horrible comparisons in here, too. Where Bojack's like, imagine if the Holocaust happened every four years, like the Olympics. I would rather that happened than your rock opera. Which is, like, oh, somehow no. even worse than the first one that he yeah. said. Yeah. I, like, honestly, that one was so bad, I, I blocked it out of my mind. So I was like, bad. I didn't hear that. That didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. That one, I was just like, Jesus Christ, like, this is not good. This is a really, really bad line. Another very horrifying thing that happens is in the diner where um, Bojack and Todd mm-hmm. are eating, a cow is serving a person a steak. Yeah. And the person's like, sorry. <laughs> She's just like, mm-hmm. Like, this so, is awkward. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. We find out that Todd was on the run from the Russian mafia. Well, one of the Russian mafias. <laughs> and that uh, Princess Carolyn has invited Virgil Van Cleef to hear the rock opera, who is the leader in rock operas. Yes. <laughs> For a while, like, I eventually looked up the name of Virgil. But initially, I was just writing that fancy moose in my notes. And I was like, I should probably look it up. <laughs> that fancy moose. <laughs> He's a very fancy moose. He's very fancy. This is also a really great scene where we get some continuity with the rest of the show where the the bird journalists mm-hmm. are trying to blackmail Bojack. He's not even listening to them. He's like, I'm happy with my long distance provider. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> It's so funny. One other thing that keeps popping up throughout this episode, like we get a moment from Mr. Peanut Butter at some point where he's like, says this line of like, fool me once, shame on me, but fool me twice, fiddle dee dee. And (laughs) these things are going to keep coming up. And I just found them so funny. Yes, that's one of my favorite things about the episode. Yeah, because we at Mr. Peanut Butter's house, Wayne is still following Mr. Peanut Butter around and tries to talk to Diane about Mr. Peanut Butter. But he gets interrupted by Mr. PB wanting to go get burritos the size of their face while Diane wants to go to the Diane Arbus show. Yeah, I didn't have written down what she wanted to do. I just wrote, like, Wayne wants to go do the thing that uh, Diane wants to do, and Mr. Peanut Butter doesn't. He's like, why did you two ever break up? He's like, you two are perfect for each other. And the way that scene ends kind of makes it seem like Diane's going to go to the show with Wayne. Mm -hmm. But instead, when they all meet back up at Bojack's house, Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are both wearing I had a burrito the size of my face (laughs) t-shirts, which is really great. Virgil uh, Van Cleef comes to watch the show. And they all watch a five-hour rock opera together. <laughs> oh, and also, sorry, Mr. Peanut Butter gives Diane tickets to San Francisco, which is the next place that the Diane Arbus show is going to be and is going to take her to the exhibit. So they both got what they wanted. Yeah, I think this is nice. And she's clearly, like, very touched that he did that because he's like, I know you didn't get to do this thing you wanted to do, so let me make this up to you. I think it's a pretty good moment from Mr. PB. Well, and I feel like it's weird that she's so surprised because... Yeah. All we've ever seen from Mr. Peanut Butter is that he's so nice and, like, wants to do nice things for the people mm-hmm. that he loves. So I, I just don't think that she should be so surprised by this, but it is very nice that yeah. he did it. Mm-hmm. There was also a moment where Bojack says tomato, tomato. No, Mr. Peanut Butter goes tomato, tomato. Mr. Bojack's <laughs> like, no, it's tomato, tomato. It's like, you say tomato, tomato. I say tomato, tomato. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and as you mentioned, I love that the so the rock opera is like five hours, and then literally, literally in my notes it says the fancy moose is spellbound. <laughs> yes, uh, Virgil, the fancy moose. Virgil Van Cleef, the fancy the fancy moose. He loves the show, but it needs a third act showstopper. But it's stunning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has a show, a spot coming up in his small theater that was going to go to Andrew Lloyd Webber, but Andy is being a hot penis about everything. <laughs> so, you know, you know what they say, fool me once, shame on you, but teach a man to fool me and I'll be fooled for the rest of my life. <laughs> I love this so much. I died when he said that. It was really good. And actually the fool me once thing, so... Insider tip for anyone who doesn't know, I was humiliated on live television, um, not getting to go into the Big Brother house. That happened. But before that, I was locked in a hotel room for two weeks. And there's this one production assistant who would go, fool me once? Okay. Fool me twice? Uh -uh." (laughs) Uh-uh. And it was so funny. That's amazing. (laughs) Fool me once? Okay. Fool me twice? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. So, okay. so this episode also got to remind me of my humiliation <laughs> i didn't know you spent two weeks in a hotel room i guess that makes total sense 16 days baby oh my god was it horrible i okay i actually like really was thriving there i thought i was gonna hate it but i was just like living my best life <laughs> fair and then now i've got like eight hours of screen time on my phone every day and it's like i had no screen time <laughs> can't, can't, why why can't I come back? So the show's going to debut in six weeks, which I feel like is a very tight turnaround. Yes, very tight. You've, like, even if he already had this showstopper, that would be very tight. But in the meantime, libations. Yes, libations. <laughs> he pu- I don't know where he pulled that giant bottle of champagne out of, but he popped it real fast. Yes, and Diane's there and she's surprised that Bojack is helping Todd and we get, obviously we have to call back to the title of the episode, but she says maybe this Zoe has a little Zelda in him after all. And he's like, no, no. Todd did everything. Mm-hmm. And Todd is so excited because if this is a hit, he can finally move out and be out of Bojack's way. To which Bojack replies, that's great and good. So good and great. It's just good and also great. Yes. He's like clearly horrified by the prospect of being alone, as Diane rightly pointed out. But he's really trying to pretend that he is not. He's like, yeah, it's awesome. So awesome. but (laughs) Good and also great. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, good and also great. And so then it's like getting into rehearsals, getting the theater ready, getting ready for the investor showcase. And Bojack expresses that he doesn't think Todd is ready. And Princess Carolyn also cuts right to the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. Todd's not ready or you're not ready. Yeah. yeah. But then she immediately is like, I'm going to be his agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like leaping across the stage to sign him as a client. <laughs> like, hey, can you just sign here and here and initial here, here and here? Okay, perfect. <laughs> There's this super dark moment here where Bojack says, I've seen what happens when baby birds get pushed into the nest too soon. Okay. So dark. So dark. Literally, they're like peering out the window of an apartment building and the woman's like, I thought he was ready. Like, I didn't know. (laughs) Bojack's like, it's not your fault. Like, oh dear God. I feel like Bojack wouldn't respond that sensitively in that situation. I agree. Yeah. But seeing this bird reminded me. The other birds didn't remind me, but this bird reminded me of the show (laughs) Tuca and Birdie. Did you ever watch it, Lindsay? I've never even heard of this. What's it called? (gasps) Tuca and Birdie. No, not familiar. It's um, an adult animated sitcom. It is on Netflix. And I feel like it's like in the same world as Bojack Horseman. Now that you say that, I have definitely seen like the little thumbnail for the bird cartoon. But I didn't know that was what it was called. It only, I think it only had one season, maybe two seasons. It got canceled. And it was sad that it got canceled because it was so good. And you would love it. And Uh anyone who likes Bojack, I think, would like this show and should watch it. So like the same humor it's like yeah it's it's sort of on the same page i know for me it more so had like i like it i don't like it i like it i don't like it and then by the end i was like i love it it's the best show i've ever seen so uh highly recommend tuca and birdie to anyone who likes bojack horseman Mm -hmm. especially you Lindsay. now you have homework yes indeed i will tell you i watched the first two episodes of superstore yesterday (gasps) did you love it the first two i was like yeah i think i need to keep going before i can form a full opinion but my sister told me she watched the first episode and could not care less and will never watch it again. 
and I'm not that strong on it. It just really, it just really hurt me a lot because I think I'm ready to call Superstore like, if not my top sitcom of all time, it is oh up god. there. Like I like, I'm in season five and I love it so much. Oh my god, that's um, a very strong opinion. Like it's up. I like this show more than Friends, The Office, and Parks and Rec. Whoa, this is okay. I, this and is just like, shocking to I can't decide if I like it more than Brooklyn Nine Nine or not, but it's not about cops, so it makes me want to like it more than Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> Definitely more of like a wholesome setting. It gets, I mean, wholesome. Yeah, I don't know about that, <laughs> but not a cop, not a police station in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh well. Anyways, just keep watching it. It's fine. Okay. And I'm not trying to like overhype it. Like, I don't think everyone will like it as much as I like it. That's just how much I like it. <laughs> Someone is like, oh, you're overhyped. I was like, I'm not trying to hype it for anyone. That's just how I feel. I'm just telling you that I am openly weeping at each like, episode. <laughs> like, I've cried many times during Superstore. <laughs> like, I've cried at least four times in like less than five full seasons of Superstore. Oh my and God, it's not a amazing. show you're supposed to be crying at, but I've cried happy tears. I've cried sad tears. <laughs> like... I can't help it, okay? And when I'm done watching it, I'm going to be really devastated. <laughs> That's how I felt when I finished It's Creek. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was like, it was time to end. <laughs> I, I was know. pretty devastated that it was over. <laughs> but it was like, it's always nice when something ends and the creators were like, we're done telling the story we wanted to yeah. tell and we're not just going to drag this out to make money. Yeah, we're not going to drag this out until we like suck the life out of it. Exactly. Speaking of sucking the life out of things, <laughs> Todd finds Decapathon 7 in the one dime bin at the convenience store. This is the game that he had confided, confided in Bojack at lunch that he was seriously addicted to at one point in his life. Yeah, he basically says that like playing that game is what led to his life falling apart. Like his girlfriend left him and his mom kicked him out of the house. And that's how he knows that he's just a huge screw up because this game completely ruined his life. And so this game is miraculously in the 10 cent bin. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I'm going to buy it. Oh, but maybe I won't buy it. But oh, it's only one dime. And Bojack's like, oh, maybe don't buy it. But like not trying that hard. Mm -hmm. And the like either gecko or lizard or whatever behind the <laughs> counter is like, all sales are final, takes the dime. And yeah. now Todd owns Decapathon 7. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to play it until I've written the showstopper. But then he's just like incredibly distracted by this game. Yeah, he literally is like, okay, I'm not going to play it. It's like literally that meme where it's like, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. I did it. Like, And then suddenly he's played the game literally all night long. I think Bojack. it's hilarious that this game called Decapathon, which has like super violent, aggressive imagery in the opening sequence, is just like a match three game. And just like that that's the game that takes over his life. <laughs> so funny. Like he's so addicted to this game that is like basically Candy Crush. I mean, we all get addicted to dumb games. Do yes. you have like a go-to like stupid game on your phone that you play when you have a couple minutes? Um, I have this like word twisty game that I'm pretty addicted to. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen the ads for that before. I'm super addicted to this game called Tune Blast. Oh, what's that? Where you that? just match up the squares of similar colors. And then there's like, as you get into the levels, you like, there's other things that you destroy by matching the cubes next to those things mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, every like 20 levels would be like oh here's a new obstacle and you're like this is the same as an old obstacle you've just <laughs> given it like a new animation but anyways I'm on level 2222 oh <laughs> uh, and have been playing it for almost two years so you pass uh, a lot of obstacles in that time <laughs> I've I've destroyed some obstacles okay <laughs> But so Bojack comes in. It's 30 minutes to the investor showcase. Todd hasn't even worked on the show or the song. He looks like a literal zombie. Mm -hmm. It's a huge mess. And Bojack like takes a drink of water and spits the water in his face. And I love Todd here. He's like, oh, why'd that have to come out of your mouth? <laughs> I feel like Bojack has really bad breath. Oh, true. Probably. Like... I'm sure that in this world, like, the animals, quote unquote, do, like, brush their teeth and stuff. But I feel like Bojack has, like, the breath of, like, a, a horse in our world. Yeah, and also, like, an alcoholic horse. <laughs> <laughs> what does an alcoholic horse's breath smell like? like I feel like... It's, like, kind of sweet, but in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're starting with, like, already pretty bad breath, and then you add in, like, stale beer. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it would be really bad. 
yeah, I don't want to dwell, dwell on this any longer. <laughs> given it too much time. We've, we've given way too much air to Bojack's breath. So Bojack takes Todd to the showcase where he immediately crashes and burns. Mm-hmm. And Bojack yells at everybody. Yeah, he's just like he's screaming about how Todd is like talentless and terrible, but he's a good friend. And they're like, yeah, I don't see how that's relevant. And Todd is like, maybe don't burn the bridge. Like maybe one day I will finish this. And mm-hmm. Bojack turns around and goes, shut your mouth, Virgil, or I will bucket shut. Yeah, Suck drops- a dick, dumb shit. <laughs> he drops Sarah Lynn's catchphrase. <laughs> It was so good. And then Todd like finishes the trilogy with fool me once, fool me twice, fool me chicken soup with rice. (laughs) Yeah. And he says like, for a second, I convinced myself I was more than a worthless screw up. And that's when he drops that line of like, clearly he is just a worthless screw up. But Bojack rewards him with the living room closet Mm -hmm. and encourages him not to throw away his keyboard yeah and bojack's like yeah but i will get rid of your video game yes and so basically the last scene of the show is narrated by marcus going on and on about how marcus not marcus (laughs) who's marcus why did i start writing marcus in my notes He does kind of look like a Marcus. He looks like his name is Marcus. Wayne. His name is Wayne. (laughs) I love that everyone's like, who's Wayne for the entire episode? And then you actually called him Marcus. I don't even know a Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I just throw Marcus? I just decided at the end of the episode that he looks like a Marcus. That is incredible. This is why I don't host things, because I'm stupid. Oh, beautiful. Uh, no, sorry. I'm not stupid. I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. Okay? You're not stupid. So Wayne has been writing gibberish the whole time, just mashing the keyboard. He's really there just to win Diane back. And the article that he's writing about Mr. Peanut Butter is called Nine Jokes from the 90s We Are Still Laughing At. Yeah, it's so Because bad. he's mean. He's smart, sophisticated, and cool, but he's mean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter is kind and generous and good. And oof, Wayne goes on like a long rant about how you're trying to be a Zelda, but you're a Zoe. I know you. This isn't you. People don't change. Very downer, negative monologue. Mm-hmm. But it's narrating Bojack is returning the game to Beast by. He purchased it the day prior, and he is getting his money back. He uses cash to pay the cashier at the convenience store and character actress Margot Martindale (laughs) for their role in getting Todd to buy the game. And he planned the whole thing to sabotage the rock opera because he is a bad person. Yeah, and all of this is happening while Wayne is doing his voiceover about being a cynical Zoe, and he's like, we're mean, and there's a darkness inside of you. And like when he says that line as Bojack is like proving that he deliberately sabotaged Todd, I was just like, this is an incredible moment, and so, so brutal. It's so well done and yeah. well put together, and you know that it's good because of how much it hurts to watch it. Like, yeah. it's devastating. Like, it just... If you found out that someone sabotaged you to this level, like there's no coming back from that. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think one of the things that is really remarkable about the show, and I think like what sets it apart when people say like the show is amazing, like they literally just like destroyed their main character here. They made him do something so brutal and terrible. And we're four episodes in and we're like, wow, that is a bad guy. Yeah. He's certainly not a hero. Mm Mm-mm. Would would not call him a hero. Do we have anything else about like the actual episode itself, or are we ready to find out if we're a Zoe or a Zelda? I feel like we're ready. Like we'll get into it in a bit, but we got some feedback from listeners, and one of the questions is, "Are you a Zoe or a Zelda?" So I think we need to answer that first. So and foremost. yeah, let's solve that first. So we have on BuzzFeed, of course, this BoJack Horseman <laughs> quiz will reveal whether you're a Zoe or Zelda that we're going to do together. So the first question is pick an animal. Do you want to describe these animals, Lindsay? Yeah, the first one's like there's two lovebirds and then the second one, it's a rabbit. And the third one is a fox standing in the snow. And the fourth one is like a cute little hamster gerbil thing. Okay, so 
I'm going to pick the fox. Yes, I am also picking the fox. Of course you are. I feel like we're just going <laughs> to pick the same thing every time. <laughs> I'll have to change it up just for... Uh, no, <laughs> we, have to, we have to be true to ourselves. I do think... Before we get through this, I feel like... Yeah, do we have predictions? Well, now I'm like self-conscious of if I remember which one is Zoe and which one's Zelda. So I'm going to scroll is, back up. Zoe's the negative one. I do think that there is a good sign that we are going to get Zoe on this <laughs> quiz. I've never been more convinced of anything that I'm I, going like, to be. So. <laughs> I d- and I don't think it's that we're necessarily like negative people. Like I think that we both are very vibrant, bright women. Mm-hmm. But I think that we're more cynical and yes. we are going to get Zoe. That's my that's my guess. Yes. No, I think we are both like delightful, pleasant people. But also <laughs> I would definitely describe myself and you as <laughs> like we're pretty cynical about the way the world works. We're pretty realistic, I think. Or, yeah. So I think it'll be reflected in our Zoe-ness. Okay. So next we have pick a dream job and it's photographer, illustrator, director, or writer. Yes, I am going writer here. The only goal I've ever had in life is to write a book, which I have still not done. So that's what I'm going with. See, okay, I wanted to be a writer for a lot of my life, <laughs> but I've come to terms with the fact that like it's just a not, I don't even think I would actually want that job. <laughs> I'm going to go with photographer. Mm-hmm. That would have been my second choice. Of course. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> So now we're going to pick a dessert. Oh, uh, man. This one looks hard. <laughs> so just describe these desserts. Okay. So I should preface this by saying I really like dessert. So this will be this will be challenging for me. The first image is a series of cupcakes. They're like a vanilla cupcake. Look quite good. The second one is a cake that's got this like chocolate drizzly icing running down the sides. The third is a series of donuts. And the fourth is a Belgian waffle with fruit and maple syrup. Now... Are you going to choose the donut because I have the one that looks like the Homer Simpson donut? <laughs> no, but I am going to comment here that this Belgian waffle has a spoon on it. And I think it is wild that anyone would eat this with a spoon. Yeah, and that is really weird. <laughs> See, I'm going to choose the waffle, but I'm not for the spoon. Yeah, you need to get a fork in there. I'm picking the cupcakes because I think that's what I would order most often if I was just like, give me any dessert or baking. I'd probably make cupcakes. The cupcakes do look really good. There is a donut shop here that has a donut called the Homer that looks like the Homer (laughs) Simpson, an iconic donut, and it is my favorite donut. We also have, actually, it was when I was living in Ottawa, there was a store that was incredible that had the best donuts, and they had one that was called the Dough Nut. It also looked like the Homer Simpson donut. Wow, that's a good name for it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so now we've got to pick a running joke in the BoJack Horseman series. And I will just give the title of the running joke and no context. Because (laughs) if you know, you know. And if you don't know, we're not going to spoil you. Yes, there you go. So we've got Erica, Honeydew, a crossover episode, and Holly Woo. Yes, only one of these. Uh, I guess two of them. The two Two, Mr. Peanut Butter ones we have encountered so far. Two of these we have seen. Yes. So I think my favorite is Honeydew. Honeydew is good. The reference, not the fruit. Um, <laughs> exactly. I I gotta go with Hollywood though. Yeah, yeah. It's Famously in our logo. Iconic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are picking a BoJack Horseman character, and I think we should just like not even address the one that's not in the show yet. I agree, because I don't think either of us are going to pick that character. Imagine if I was like, no, but I'm picking her. (laughs) Yeah. So no, we are not going to include that. Yeah. So Bojack, Mr. Peanut Butter, Princess Carolyn, Diane, or Todd. Yes. Okay. So I mentioned this at the beginning where currently I really love Princess Carolyn, but Diane becomes my favorite character. So I'm going Diane. And I'm going Princess Carolyn. (laughs) (laughs) So moment of truth. We did pick a lot of different things. Yes, we picked different things. So what did you get? I got Zoe. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So we're both exceptionally self-aware, witty, and love learning new things. People will say it makes us cynical, but we should not believe them because we have the kindest heart ever. We're we're both a great friend and listener and prefer long-lasting relationships. Well, there you go. The quiz works. (laughs) This is science. Okay. So you said we got some emails? We have emails, yes. I kept them from you so that I could surprise you with them. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So the first one is from Sarah Knorr. Her 
feedback is from episode three. So I'm just going to retroactively apply it. So she said she did ask the question of whether people stop caring about you after 30 as she is 29. We did answer that last week where we are also offended by that, given that I am already 30 and you are nearly there. I mean, I've decided not to age, actually, so I it's fine. <laughs> My co-host for Love Island podcast has also decided not to age, and I've taken that from him. I also will not be aging. Yeah. Also, birthdays don't count in quarantine, so you're not actually 30 yet. I would agree with that. I also really love my birthday, so I'm actually pretty okay with having birthdays because people have to like buy you cake and give you. Oh no, I st- I still have birthdays. I'm just not aging. <laughs> just not aging. I see. Okay. She also notes that Princess Carolyn is her favorite. We can relate to that. And she said she is going to try and track all of the funny like newspaper, magazine headlines and stuff. And she said in this episode, meaning the prickly muffin episode, there is a parenting magazine that is basically a porno mag. <laughs> Maybe Sarah Lynn's mother is hoping to be featured in it. And then she signed off saying, love the pod, love you gals, and suck a dick, dumb shits. (laughs) Suck a dick, dumb shits. (laughs) So she said, I hope you're ending the podcast that way. (laughs) Honestly, we could. But I think think that's a little much. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's too much, man. (laughs) Too much. Um, Okay. And then we also got two emails from Stefan Johnson. And he said he's just going to be providing lists of rambling thoughts for every episode. And he basically said that he discovered the show like when it first came out. He said, I was not immediately hooked, but the next thing I knew, the season was over and I needed more. So then Erica is his favorite character that we never see. So we know what he would have chosen on that quiz. Mm -hmm. And he goes, even though they're both adults, Bojack and Sarah Lynn sleeping together is weird, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 We hated that a lot. We hated that a lot. A lot. And then lastly, this question from this episode, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Who gets more from the Todd or Bojack relationship? So who is benefiting more of those two? I actually feel like neither of them are benefiting from this relationship and that it's very toxic and they need to cut it off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I think Bojack is so completely afraid of being alone that that's really the only reason that he is keeping Todd around and he is incredibly abusive toward Todd and while Todd is getting rent-free shelter he is getting this like horribly toxic abusive relationship with Bojack in return so he's just also getting financial abuse on top of it all yeah exactly like honestly I think you know I guess Bojack is getting more out of this relationship in that he has the companionship that he so desperately needs but neither of them are getting anything healthy absolutely I also I posted a tweet on at Bojack Horsepod this past week. It was a it was a poll to get some answers. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. So the poll was, do you think Todd would have bought GameStop stocks last <laughs> week or too late to make a profit? Definitely too late to make a profit. <laughs> so I, I also thought too late to make a profit. But then a very good point came up of like, maybe he bought a lot of shares a long time ago and just forgets mm. about it until like the bubble bursts and he can't make any money on them. <laughs> True. Yeah. Maybe he just like makes a billion dollars and is like, I'm rich. And then he like forgets to sell them or something. Yeah, exactly. Like he gets a call that's like, hey, remember when you bought like a million shares of GameStop when they were like a cent each? Yeah. Do you think he finds out that he is rich, gets excited and then forgets to sell them in time? Or do you think he finds out later that like he missed out completely? I think he finds out later. Yeah. That he just missed it and was like not part of it at all. Oh, poor Todd. (laughs) And then we did get a question from Will from America just about like where Bojack sabotaging the rock opera falls in the like realm of horrible things that Bojack does. And so I do think that brings up an interesting question of as we go, we could keep track of the bad things that Bojack does. Oh, I like that a lot. So like so far, the really bad things he's done are enabling slash sleeping with Sarah Lynn. Mm-hmm. And sabotaging the rock opera, and stealing the muffins from and stealing Neil the muffins from Neil McBeal. <laughs> so I think that it goes sleeping with Sarah Lynn, rock opera, big gap, muffins. So sleeping with Sarah Lynn is worst. Yeah, and then rock opera. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think because like he's she so desperately needs help, and he makes it so so much worse. And yeah. I mean, it's also really, oh, God, it's so bad what he does to Todd. I feel like both are really bad. Both of them are very bad, and both of them are abusive. Mm-hmm. But one of them relies on, like, someone looking up to him like a father. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why that, like, puts that a little bit ahead in the, like, bad person list. 
Yeah, I think I would agree with that because I think there's that like gross power dynamic between them that makes it worse. Whereas like, yeah, it's bad what he does to Todd, but Todd just like falls for a video game. So, I mean, it's certainly bad what he did, but it doesn't have that same kind of grossness to it, maybe. Because Bojack's never been a father figure. Exactly. To Todd. So that to me, that's the difference. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Okay. Maybe we should write this down somewhere. (laughs) We should probably write this down at some point. Okay, I'll write it down. I'll put it with my notes. Okay, literally bless you. (laughs) Okay, and so then we did also get a new review on iTunes from Navi in the Canadian store. So thank you very much for the five-star review. We only accept and acknowledge five-star reviews. So if you're not going to leave five stars, don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. But you can leave us five-star reviews anywhere that you listen to podcasts we're on spotify we're on apple we're on all your little pod catchers <laughs> wherever you catch those pods yes wherever fine podcasts are downloaded you may find us I, that's such a <laughs> such a smart line wherever fine podcasts are downloaded <laughs> so yeah please uh leave us ratings and reviews we are new and it really helps us a lot earlier this week we were just one spot behind news af so rob sister nino we're coming for you okay right. in canada <laughs> be part of history <laughs> yeah Perfect. And then you can follow us at Bojack Horse Pod or email us at bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. We will be back next week to discuss episode five of season one, which is called Live Fast, Diane Nguyen. I don't remember anything about this episode either. Great episode title. Great episode title. I don't remember the episode. I wonder if I should just like burn through the rest of season one and be fresher on this or if I should be approaching it the way some of our new listeners are where they're seeing it for the first time. See, I'm a fan of going one at a time because I feel like if I watch too much, then I'm going to get jumbled and spoil Mm. someone on accident. And I don't want to be that person. That's a great point. I will also adhere to that. Yeah. That's that's just my thought. Like you can you could do whatever you want, Lindsay, but like, that's just where I'm coming from. No, that's good. I like it. Okay, perfect. So thank you, Lindsay, for dealing with this mess because you're gonna edit this and I appreciate you. And thank you to Will from America for our new theme song. Yeah, very excited about the new theme song. It's a good a, it's a great time to be Bojack Horsepod. <laughs> yeah. So, so we so we will be back next week and we'll we'll see you then. Bye. Yeah.